Before we get into this one, anyone affected by sexual assault, whether it happened to you or someone you care about, can find support on the National Sexual Assault Hotline. You can also visit online.rainn.org to receive support via confidential online chat. The phone number is 800-656-HOPE. Warning. The following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop, Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls! Yo. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. <laughs> Alright. Love it. I can't hear you. Oh my goodness. I'm gonna die here. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Hey! Why? I can hear you. <laughs> and now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike, Mike and, and Jeremy. Jeremy. We are Feathers of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome. We are fans of the dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Warren. Hello. <laughs> what's going on? I'd say what's up, bro, but what's up, bro and sis? No, that sounds <laughs> that sounds stupid. I, I wish I could take that back. Yeah. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Excited to record. More snow. And I do want to say, Jeremy, you're a fucking asshole. I try. You jinxed us. You said, oh, yeah, I didn't even get to oh, use my snowblower. Hey, this one wasn't that bad. Come on. I, honestly, I haven't broken up a snowblower in two storms now. I just like push it with the shovel. But it still sucks. Yes, it yeah. does. <laughs> yeah, it does. We keep trying to buy a snowblower and failing horribly because they're not open on Sundays. And Nick keeps working Saturdays, so we can't go. But I'm sure once we buy one, there'll be no more snow. So there's that. That's usually how it goes. So please buy a snowblower tomorrow. Oh no, you just said. Yeah. They're not open on Sundays. Well, it's kind of like get one on Amazon. It's <laughs> kind of like when we hooked up the generator to our house. Then we stopped losing power. Mm. <laughs> that is that is a good way to go. But like I was telling my friend earlier today, a snowblower is one of those things you don't want to have to use, but it's really nice to have because it saves you so much time. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it took me 15 minutes last night. It was great. You use a snowblower? Well, I didn't do it in the morning, so it was a good probably five inches or so. Damn, dude. Literally got like maybe two inches here. It's so crazy. You're like 20 minutes away in the difference of snow. Dude, I'm near I'm like 15 minutes from Worcester. So am I. Just in a different direction. <laughs> yeah, but you're like south. Yeah, so sorry. <laughs> All right, before we talk too much about snow yet again, I want to thank Lauren for joining us for this crazy-ass movie. And I, next time we have you on, it should be a lighthearted, funny, stupid movie because we only have you on. It's like dark and deep, <laughs> fast movies. Dark and full of, like, hallucinogenics. <laughs> yeah, everybody's tripping balls, yeah. yeah. So before we get into it... This is a recipe for disaster. Now, this one was tough because in the movie, they drink Altamira beer. 
which doesn't really exist in real life, except there's a Brazilian beer, not Mexican, called Altamira. It's the same one. They've got a, a bison on it, which we'll explain later. So I was like, oh, maybe there's a Phoenix beer. There is, but it's from Arizona because, you know, <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona. So I'm drinking Modelo. I don't know what y'all drinking, but I'm drinking in a Phoenix glass. So, you know. Bud Light? Bud Light? We can pretend. I'm drinking Corona Premier because it has 2.6 carbs. It's the first beer I've had since, like, June? <laughs> That's not, that's not bad. Have you tried the spiked seltzers? There's some with uh, zero sugar. Yes. Yep. The Corona ones are the best. Zero carbs, zero sugar. They're awesome. I have some of the Bud Light ones. They're not too bad. Mm. Yeah, most of them have like a carb at least. The Corona ones yeah. are nice because there's none, but not I so think, much. Beer. Yeah. I figure if I'm going to cut out carbs, I obviously can't drink beer, so I'll just drink whiskey. Yeah. That's true. Zero carbs. And delicious. So, because we're not going to be eating peyote buttons. Do you guys have uh, peyote buttons available over there? No, I'm um, I just ran out. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I didn't want to turn this into a 16-hour episode talking about the color pink. So I figured a safe <laughs> bet, because peyote is obviously a small spineless cactus with psychoactive alkaloids, most known uh, mescaline, we would go with the different type of cactus that's not going to have us tripping balls so uh nopales i made a little pico de nopales jenna is actually <laughs> sick of me saying nopales because i've said it like <laughs> a thousand times in the past month it is so hard to get they goya has a uh, pickled version of it but there's not a decent hispanic section in any of the grocery stores besides the big y shout out to big y you have a great section there but no nopales downtown framingham that's ah. where it's at it's gonna ask where you end up getting it from surprise like market basket didn't have it i didn't try market basket because they're uh, not really close to me and it's like not convenient to get there i work in framingham so i you know could shoot over but yeah so i got my ghost pepper chip in the fridge all day and like every time i open the fridge i'm like oh i want to try it yeah it tastes like pico de gallo <laughs> okay moving on <laughs> all that work spoilers ahead coralie farge injects fresh blood with such force that the genre might never be the same matilda lutz is a badass for the ages. Debut director Corlai Farge announces her stunning arrival, painting a crimson canvas of hypnotic beauty and bloody retribution in this razor-sharp feminist subversion of the revenge thriller. Jen, fearlessly embodied by Matilda Lutz, is enjoying a romantic getaway with her wealthy boyfriend, which is suddenly disrupted when his sleazy friends arrive for an unannounced hunting trip. Tensions mount in the house until the situation abruptly and viciously intensifies, culminating in a shocking act that leaves Jen left for dead. Unfortunately for her assailants, Jen survives and reemerges with a relentless, wrathful intent, revenge. A white-knuckled tale of transgression and transformation, revenge gloriously blurs the lines of vengeance and survival 
by simultaneously delivering a ferocious dissection of gender and genre. Damn. Yes. Wow. That was well played. Yeah. That was a lot for a DVD cover. No kidding. Usually I wouldn't get that far. No. It's like, eh, it said revenge. Let's do it. <laughs> There's a chick on the front with a gun. Let's just get it. So seriously, like that's pretty much why I watched it. Uh, I subscribed to Shudder for the Joe Bob marathon way back in the day and kept it. And a couple months later, noticed revenge. And I was like, hey, why not? Give it a shot. And I was pleasantly surprised. It was one of the first movies after my uh, surgery that I that I dug, that I actually enjoyed. Yeah, we both watched it uh, last Sunday. And, and Susan liked it too. Jenna liked it as well. At first, she was like, she said the same thing that Jeremy said. Jeremy actually sent me a text. Oh, dude, is this movie French? <laughs> yes, but there's very little dialogue. And there is. There's like almost no dialogue we could like our last movie it's funny because most of my notes was dialogue from chainsaw hookers this i i think i have like maybe three sentences yeah there was a few there was a few lines that were that were pretty good in there but yeah i mean not much from her either i mean i think after like 20 minutes like i don't think she says another word for the rest of the movie 26 minutes yep totally silent and just acting her ass off for the last part of the movie (laughs) no kidding she says a lot without saying anything Mm -hmm. yeah that's funny that all of your significant others enjoyed the movie so did nick considering how he's not really a big horror fan and he can handle like action violence Mm. but gore is a tough one for him so some of it he was like i can't (laughs) It's like one of my best friends. Um, he hates horror. Like like Halloween scared the shit out of him as a kid. But he'll watch fucking RoboCop or like The Sopranos beating the shit out of somebody with a brick. And it's fine. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's Nick for sure. <laughs> Actually, we were watching RoboCop the other night. Too funny. I, I love RoboCop. <laughs> so honestly, RoboCop freaked me out as a kid. The scene at the beginning when uh, the guy puts down the gun and the thing like swiss cheeses him oh that's great that (laughs) scene freaked me out like my mom yelled at my uncle like why are you showing this to him he's obviously scarred for life now (laughs) and (laughs) obviously i am i I guess still think about it (laughs) here we are (laughs) scarred in a good way all right so it starts i'm guessing it's kind of like a desert landscape whatever this helicopter's coming in towards the screen now like you said, it's it's in the middle of nowhere. It's very hard to pinpoint where the fuck they're supposed to be. So it was filmed yeah. in Morocco, but they're drinking Mexican beer. She's talking about moving to L.A. Sometimes they speak English. Like, are they supposed to be in America? Like, I don't, I don't know. Are they in Nevada? Supposedly? I think they are supposed to be in America because at the end when they turn on the um, TV by accident, I just watched this like four hours ago. <laughs> it's like an English like QVC type thing. So right. I'm thinking yes. The Miscusa. <laughs> Miscusa. So yeah, and so we see the uh, the title screen comes up, and there's two people in the helicopter. There's Jen and Richard, and right off the bat, Richard. Well, three looks people like a, in the helicopter. Oh, the hel- Pedro well, is the pilot. Pedro's the pilot. Yes. So Pedro but, and our friend Richard, who's aptly named because he's kind of a dick. Well, the, I was literally just about to say, like right and off the bat, Richard Jen, looks like a 
douche. Yeah, he's total douche. He's got like the aviator sunglasses on. But Jen is in the back seat. I just want to say that, and I'll, I'll let you continue. Sorry. Right. And so, like the pilot hands him his little welcoming gift, and no pales, no pales. And of course, first thing they do, they it was peyote. To... The... I know. Well, you well, didn't say it out loud. Sorry, we can't see inside your fucking brain. Should um, oh, I so... don't think we should. <laughs> I don't think anyone should see inside that dome. <laughs> but she's got these beautiful pink star earrings, which uh, Lauren is actually rocking right now. Thank you, she's Amazon. Wearing an <laughs> I love New York t-shirt. She's got like the big Lolita sunglasses. Not exactly Lolita, but you, you get the idea. They're not hearts. But... Yeah, very, very bright colors. So they head straight head to the bedroom to obviously christen, christen giggity, the place giggity. naturally. So after they go through that, now he's on the phone talking to his wife. Just Ooh. hanging out buck naked in the, yeah. the wife. Know? He's yeah, married. Wife oh my kids. goodness. Do you think she knows? Yeah. yeah, they're like planning a party and he's like talking yeah. like like eh, blah 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 blah. No big deal. I love that they show him like pretty much, I mean, I'm gonna call it full frontal because it might as well be. Um and he does drop some dong in it. Yes, he movie. totally does. And uh I don't even know. I don't know if we how much we actually see of Jen. We just like see her just her one quick scene. One it was like one quick like yeah one so quick it, like thing. It's so interesting to like have him be like you know hey. I was about to say he's like dangling around like for a good amount. <laughs> right. So that's like usually the female role in a you know horror genre film. So it's nice right. to kind of see him being the one that's like you know the the meat. <laughs> right. So like. A lot of negative reviews that I read about this movie, I feel like never watched the movie or didn't know anything about the movie because this is obviously written and directed by a female. So it's a different take. And if you actually watch it, it's a completely different spin. Like this is not, I spit on your grave. No. Mm -mm. So he goes back to bed with his not wife and uh, he says to her, oh, things would be so simple if the kids weren't there. And if she did, right, he gives her the whole, nice the whole PGS or whatever he says. Yeah, he says PGS. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, like he gives her the whole line, like, don't worry, I'll leave my wife. Like, you're the one. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. He just seems like such a narcissist, like psychopath, even though I know he doesn't get full on psychopath until later in the movie. But, right. you know, just talking already... about family like that, it sounds like, oh, hey, I could get rid of the kids, maybe, you know? <laughs> if those fucking, like, damn dependence like he it's like he's like filling out a tax form if my dependents weren't there i'd totally just be shacking up with you and your peach butt your peachy <laughs> butt uh, so we wake up the next morning and there's just like this gorgeous landscape as jen walks to the fridge Lights the hills are apple. nice too the, the night the hills are nice too but um yeah she grabs an apple takes a bite out of it and all of a sudden, we see two random dudes just standing outside the window with, like, their, you know, all armed to the hilt. How and did they get there so quietly? No shit. Jen and Richard took a helicopter to get there. And these guys are just at the door like, hey, what's up? I know. They talked about taking a helicopter, too, and saying that there was maintenance needed on it. And it was yeah. It was like, something about, like, two hours. Like, like, they had to wait two hours or something like that. And they busted their asses to get there early. And Richard introduces them as his um, associates. 
And so then they they go off and no one's going to clean up the shattered glass on the floor, apparently. What a cold yeah. way to introduce your buddies. Yeah, these, these are yeah. my associates. Yeah, it was super awkward because I think, you know, he didn't expect them to be there and she was supposed to be a secret because he's got a wife. And um, I did want to talk about her real quick, too, because uh, I already talked about him kind of being, you know, like that odd foil of being nude and all that stuff. Uh, so like with her, I think her character is really interesting because she's like the exact opposite of what a final girl is supposed to be. You know, right. like yeah. questionable with her morals, you know, willing to sleep with a married man with kids. Um, you know, she's totally happy with her sexuality. I think she really enjoys having them look at her and she's just like pink, wearing all pink and blonde and like wants to be famous. So, and, and doesn't mind having sex, you know? So it's kind of interesting. Well, Dimitri definitely likes looking at her. Yeah. I think they all enjoy looking at her. No, I know, but he was a, like- another, uh, great point that you pick up. So like in the beginning half of the movie, I mean, it's all like sexy close-ups, which is like the male gaze. Cause uh, right. obviously mm-hmm. we're all looking at her, even if there weren't like close-ups on her ass walking to the fridge and right. it almost makes us complicit in what may happen soon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, there one of the re- interviews that was with uh, the actress, she was saying that she had uh, read like a biography of Marilyn Monroe and Marilyn Monroe talked about how even when she was alone, she would pretend that men were watching her because it like made her feel comfortable. So she used that, you know, like she's walking through the kitchen, she's alone and she's still like shaking that thing and like, you know, being <laughs> nice. all cute. She yeah. always wanted to be her best self even if she was all alone, yeah. Yeah. So it seems like they have like a little bit of a party going. They're, uh, they got the booze going and Jen is having a conversation with Stan. Who spins the bitten apple. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, wasn't quite sh- sure what like that whole thing was, but but anyway, so they're talking and the, the Dimitri's got like the, like he's staring at it with like the binoculars, like that freaking weird thing. Yeah, and she's like ten feet away. Right. <laughs> that's that's why, like, when I text you, I'm like, this dude's freaking hilarious. <laughs> like, he's so goofy. He's he's goofy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to any of that yet. Yeah. So, so she she walks out in a sexy bikini, and she kisses Richard in like kind of like a whole show off type of way, and then yeah, you get Dimitri giving like the whole like. OMG, like, oh my goodness, but not right. out. <laughs> then, of course, like, one of them notices, like, the peyote on the table, and Richard, like, flips out because they want, you know, they want to take it. And he's just like, no, dude, like, this plus weapons, like, that guarantees, like, accidents. And he tells this whole story about, like, one of his, like, buddies who, like, bled to death and he had no idea. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because I was like, is that really what peyote does to someone? So I did a little bit of research and it looks like, you know, supposedly it does help with pain. I guess like Native American tribes have used it for like childbirth and like toothaches and all this stuff. So that's like microdosing, but they also used it to go on uh, vision quests. Right. I'll talk about more of that later too. But yeah, I did a little bit of peyote research without taking peyote. Sure. Yeah, so, so, so uh, no, wait, hold on. Before she changes, I'd like to point out her 26 t shirt. So she's wearing like this little pink shirt over her bikini top. It's got a little star in the middle. And 26 in Greek 
means love. In Hebrew, it means God. And 26 is also the amount of miles in a marathon. There's a lot of running. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of running in this movie. Yeah, I like yes. the stars that keep coming up because like she wants to be a star and she's, yeah. So, she just wants to be noticed to be noticed. Yeah. So yeah, so Richard tells her to hide it and she ends up putting it in her uh, locket around her neck. And then she comes back, back out, gets a little like playful with the guys and starts dancing with Stan. Well, first yeah. she's wearing, so she puts on this pale yellow dress and yeah. we talked about before, yellow is supposed to increase your appetite. So we've got all these predators around and uh, I don't know if she's supposed to be the meal here, but first she goes to Richard and asks him if he wants to dance, but you know, Dick doesn't want to dance. So she gives him a little up the skirt flash and then just goes on to the next guy. Yeah. And yeah, so she spends, you know, quite a bit of time with, uh, with Stan and then Richard takes her off to bed. Yeah. I do want to shout out that awesome song during uh, that sexy dance. Brodinsky, Dance Like Machines. Yeah, it was a fun song. The We're soundtrack awesome. is, I love the soundtrack to this movie. Yeah. The score by Rob, he just goes by R-O-B. That dude did an amazing score. And the songs that they pick for other scenes, just pitch perfect. Yeah, they use it so well too, like depending on how loud or quiet it is and who's the person you're focusing on. It's, yeah, maybe I've watched it too many times in the last like few days, but yeah, really well done. Yeah. Yeah, Richard takes her off to bed. Now there's, they keep showing the apple with the bite taken out of it. Now there's an ant. Yes, there's one ant. Uh, Jen wakes up. Richard's apparently gone. Stan has this whole like spread like on the table and he just turns the creep factor on like, like he turned that shit up to 11. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what, what do you not like about me? She, he walks in and like, this is the one like very brief like, uh, glimpse shot. of boob that we see. And he just like enters. Oh, I'm so sorry. So oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. And then it's, it's not okay. It's not okay. It's yeah. I I've been through that before. I've had guys like treat, say those things. I mean, obviously not to that extreme that this poor character goes through, but Thank God. That, just that creepy, no matter what you say, you're going to be wrong, you know, and, and they're expecting something from you. Ugh, yeah, I definitely have had that happen before. And you're trying so hard to be polite because, you know, right. we're supposed right. to be polite as in a society. She's just, she's just like, you know, oh, you're not my type. Uh, I like taller people. Oh, oh, did I, did oh, I shrink since last night? Like, am oh. I shorter? It must be cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because she spent some time with him the night before having some fun, all of a sudden he's like, you owe me something. Wait, just because I dance is. with you now we have to fuck? Right. He's right. a straight up incel. No, oh. meanwhile, this whole time, Dimitri's just floating in the pool working off the hangover with well, the no. on his head. Okay, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, we'll say. yeah he was. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Stan walks in, and then Dimitri comes walking in, eating the friggin' like, candy bar. Oh, it was so oh. disgusting. It was. Like, so, I had to, like, walk away. I had to, like, Stan turn away from that. Stan is about to rape Jen, and Dimitri just walks in, and he's, like, sucking his fingers and, like, chewing the show a close-up no, just so to show how disgusting men can be and uh, Stan just goes hey you want a piece of this if not fuck off basically right and he's just standing there and his fucking like nuts in his mouth and like, oh <laughs> and then he nuts in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he, he shuts the door 
he, he just like, okay, like do your thing without saying that turns up the, the TV real loud. And, and, you know, so he can ignore her screams. I was about to say, cause apparently they were making too much noise. Yeah. And she just gets pressed against the glass. Now for like a, a rape revenge movie, a lot of people have problems with them actually like showing the gratuitous mm-hmm. rape, but they don't really show too much. They show you enough to know that it's horrific, but they don't show right. you to show you, you know, they, Right. And, yeah. and Dimitri it's just goes ex- off into the pool. Right. It's not like exploitative. It's, you know, it's a, it's horrific, but again, you don't see everything and it's, it's like what you don't see, which yeah. obviously she doesn't have problems later on showing us some gore, but it's, it's good right. that, uh, you know, they kind of chose what they showed. And um, I know one of the interviews that I was listening to with the director, she was talking about that and like how, um, my goodness, I can't remember which movie she had been watching. Uh, I think it might have been Schindler's List that she mentioned, uh, which I haven't seen in forever, but there was a scene where like one of the young girls is going to be raped and they just show like the door shutting and her face looking scared and it's, that's enough, you know, so. Right. So yeah, the D- Dimitri just goes for a swim and uh, so Richard comes back and the guys are just chilling on the couch and they're like, so while you were gone. There was a slight problem. And so, you know, Richard goes to see Jen, and of course, like, you know, he's all pissed off. He's like, I fucking left you for two fucking hours. You know, what the fuck is wrong with you? Where's your brain? He he slut shames Jen. He says, you're so hot, it's hard to resist. Right. Like, I'm, I'm like, really? It's like, it's like, oh, well, you know what? You probably shouldn't have been so hot. Yeah, which is a common, you know, this is why you get murdered in a horror movie. Like, yeah, oh, you like, dared oh, to have you, sex. <laughs> if you didn't want it, why are you wearing that outfit? And he yeah. even, like, narcissistically, he goes, think about me. Like, mm-hmm. he's basically like, oh, you know, I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, right. he's upset not because she got raped. He's upset because, oh, well, now I'm going to have to deal with this. Like, don't you realize all the stress I have? Like, come on. Like, we he's mad at them. talked about my hurt. kids, my dependents. Come mm-hmm. on. Right. And then she goes back to she goes back to sleep because like she wakes up and Richard's like, oh, you know what? I've set you up for this job. Here it is. It's in Canada. There's a brand new star for you. Here's all this money. You know, spend it as you like. And you yeah, know, try, she's like, tries it's, to pay it's her Canada. off. She wants it's, to go to Hollywood, not where they go to shoot movies. <laughs> it's basically L.A., but it's Canada. It's it's L. A. <laughs> Terrible. Um, she, that was terrible. <laughs> sorry. Um, she just wants to go home and then she threatens to call his wife, which turns this big shitstorm into a bigger shitstorm. And then she just books it like outside the house. And the two guys on the couch are just like, huh, maybe we should run too. <laughs> and you got so Stan takes off and then you got Dimitri like waddling behind. Yeah, it's a crazy cat and mouse and then batter cat and fat cat chasing like way behind. Right. And then they get to like like the edge of like a canyon. She's obviously stopped and she's cornered and Richard's trying to talk her out of it. It's like, okay, 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 I'll call the helicopter. Oh, such a nice guy. He is, you know. Not... And then he calls the pilot and says, okay, he'll be here well, in 30 minutes. He doesn't call the pilot. He does the whole like, right. no, holds the phone calls... up to his head. It's like, do 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 oh shit right calls the pilot and then turns around and pushes her off the cliff as she lands on a dead tree impaling her through this actually i don't know if like the the side of her abdomen now if you go on youtube there's a great behind the scenes 
shot of how they did that. It's it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. This is kind of where it gets, I think this might be a little bit of why, I mean, some of the divisiveness is just, you know, feminism and rape and handling the situation. But part of it, I think, is the suspension of disbelief, which I'm sure we'll get more into with what happens to her. But I mean, she's impaled. On yeah, a I mean, obviously, like uh, Corley even said, she brings it to the edge of ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Right, well, first of all, like, how did her back just not, like, just shatter? Like, I mean, she's bent like this, like, the, the actress talked about how she's, she had to stop because it was wet. like all the the flexible, bro. <laughs> she fell like fifty feet at least. <laughs> That's a lot of force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the force went right into the dead tree. Right. Okay. <laughs> it absorbed it all. That's what we'll say. More blood. <laughs> More blood. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I guess they almost ran out of like fake blood. Oh, a couple times yeah. they did. Yeah. yeah. So they're in Morocco and they they had to like call up France because I guess that's what the closest place to make fake blood. We need more blood. We need more blood. <laughs> yeah, so she falls on the tree. Uh, the guys are like shocked, like, what the fuck? Like, why? Like, you, you really have to like have to do that? And Richard's like, well, she can send us to jail. Yeah. And, and dude, like, even says, like, you didn't have to push her. Like, you didn't have to fucking rape her. Like yeah, right. Putting the blame on someone else. It's funny too, because like it, they like, oh, he's like, oh, she can put us in jail. But I mean, at this point, has he, aside from pushing her off a cliff, obviously, um, has he done anything wrong aside from you know, obviously cheating on his wife? So really, all it comes down to him being concerned that his life is going to be impacted by everything that happened. It was all you know? about saving face. Yeah. Right. Very narcissistic. Yeah. Yeah. So the the, the guys are all like shocked and you know they're like we're just gonna still go on our trip we're gonna collect our trophies as they always do go on do keep it inconspicuous we're gonna we're gonna punch each other in the balls and we're gonna grunt like tim allen on home improvement and we're gonna (laughs) high five while jen is impaled in a christ-like pose dripping blood on a poor little ant a poor ant a friendly perseverant bug so Richard burns all of her stuff and they just prepare to go hunting. He calls his wife and he's just like, Oh, which do which which did you choose? Oh, you chose the flowers? Yeah, great. Like perfect. I fucking love those flowers. Great. And so Stan apologizes about what happened and he's like, What are you talking about? You know, Jen. I never heard of her. What a fucking dick. Yes. <laughs> what a Richard Richard is. What a Richard. Yeah, it's funny because like the the acting that goes on in this movie they have to almost play two separate characters right like richard's this playboy pretty boy and then all of a sudden hey i also shove ladies off cliffs (laughs) he's like a psycho (laughs) now i'd like to say but besides matilda he is the only other actor i've seen in other things he's played by kevin jansen's yeah uh he was in the room i don't know if you guys saw the room which is also worth checking out i saw that a while ago that's pretty cool stan looked familiar but he was literally nothing i've ever seen yeah i don't know yeah same actually i looked him up too i was like how do i know this guy and and, and the name actually looked like familiar i'm like why does that name look familiar like i know this guy but no nothing all right so yeah so she's basically hanging on this tree all crucified like and she just like wakes up and obviously she's like spewing blood everywhere and i'm I'm like how the hell are you gonna sit up like how how are you gonna get out of this and then like her ipod or like her earbuds are are down there she reaches for those to like get a lighter 
a pink slider in a pink iPod. Yes. Yep. Puts the brush like up to the bottom of the of the tree and lights it. I'm like, oh well, there you go. I said that's something pretty resourceful. And of course, the guys go saved by fire. Yes. Of course, my first thought is like, dude, is she gonna like burn herself? Like, like she gonna set herself on fire? Like in the process? Maybe. Reborn from the fire. Oh. Uh, Um, yeah, so the guys go looking for the body. They see like she's gone as she's like hiding against like the cliff. Stan wants to know how he can like make it right. Like he he wants to like bring her to the hospital. All of a sudden he's having like a change. It's like, no, we can, we can, no, we can fix this. We, we can do the right thing. Richard Maybe just we just kiss her and say we're sorry. It's we, okay. can, we, we can fake it. cry. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like Richard just wants her dead. And they, they come back at night looking for, her. of course, like there's this big, long, like trail of blood. They're like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll like, this will be easy. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, like, they're totally in hunter mode now. Right. Yeah. They're like, yeah, here we go. You know, they, they follow the trail of blood and then like it ends at a body of water. So Rich is like, all right, you know, I'm going to go this way or like you and I go this way. Like you go the other way. And he's just like, oh, I'm just going to stay here. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, apparently we got the uh, the heated seats for Stan's ass. Yeah, the, the guy that caused this whole thing just kind of is freaking out. He just wants to pretend it didn't happen. And right. he's just hoping it'll all go away. Big old coward. Yeah. So, yeah, so Stan, Stan, like, stays behind and, like, the other two take off. And, of course, he's, like, sitting in the truck and, like, the seatbelt starts dinging. So he puts his seatbelt on while he's sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Jen pops out of the water. I'm like, that was a good long time to like hold your breath. Yeah, she's she's not she's to mention with like, with like you know you have a hole in your body. I hope that's running water because if it's like uh, tepid, oh, she might get an infection. That's no good. She's we don't want that. No. She sees uh, Dimitri like on his four wheeler. She hides while you know till he passes. She crawls away, like sees like Dimitri's taking a piss and his gun's left unattended. So like she grabs it, and of course he's like, Oh no, 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 don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. And of course it's not loaded. He's like, Do you think I'm a fucking idiot? Yeah, now this was like not gonna lie, I did really like, I thought for sure it'd have been loaded. Sickening. Though he's like, Oh, this is how I hunt. Like, no, that's not how you hunt. Like what? He like has a like a <laughs> cougar. <laughs> like sneak up on him and try to grab his gun like he's like oh, I, pre- I pretend i'm the prey but no i'm really the predator like it seems i, pretend, like I just I go off before. to the side and i take a piss while waiting for the thing to come up and, and you look at his shirt he's wearing a u.s navy shirt it's got I like a, a felix the cat yeah uh, like picture on it so i don't know if he's ex-military or he just bought that at a thrift shop but I, I get the feeling that he's killed people before. Yeah, yeah probably. Same. He's like a dark horse psychopath. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, so it cuts back to Stan and he's he's playing her iPod. Yeah, that part creeps me out so much. Like with the, it, it's almost like he's like remembering her fondly, knowing that she's probably getting murdered while he's right. Well, well, because, so, so Dimitri walkies them. He's like, I've got her. I'm gonna so take Dimitri's like, oh, thank God. He's very relieved. He puts in the earbuds and he starts listening to RSVP, which is like an old school, like uh, Detroit Motown song by Andrew Kingslow, also with Henry Parsley, Laura Dowling, and 
Lewis Edwards. And he's just like kind of jamming out, like tapping on the steering wheel. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So now Dimitri's trying to drown Jen. And of course, like you said, uh, Stan's jamming to the, to the music. Dimitri is not having as good of a time because Jen grabbed his knife out of his off his like belt and stabs him in the eye socket. Very, you go girl. <laughs> very, very fitting that the guy that witnessed the horrific rape at the beginning was the first to go. Stabbed in his fucking eyeballs. Yeah, that yeah, that was intense. Awesome. And he looked like a, a centibite <laughs> when she was done <laughs> with him. Like his face was so like. <laughs> oh yeah. E- even later when they find. I was him. about to say when he like floats up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So she takes she takes his four wheeler, and she ends up Wait, running. Which, out of- which I thought at, at first I was like, does that say Polar Pig? But no, no, it's it's it was a Polaris ATV. Yeah, like, it that's- says Polar Pig. Oh my god! <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, so she she ends up running out of gas and then just starts walking, and she just finds a cave. Now, and- when she's driving away on the ATV that's when they play the theme for revenge and i have to say this is like one of my favorite songs like i jam this a lot today when i was shoveling i mean i was jamming to like the whole soundtrack but like that song in particular it's very driving and you feel like yeah i can do it it it, it should be on like jock jams 2021 (laughs) that's great yeah so she goes into the cave and she starts this fire and then she decides to, you know, just say, oh, now I'm going to, you know, try and address this branch that's sticking out of my, you know, stomach. Oh. She goes through, like, the backpack. She finds a beer. She finds the Phoenix beer. She chugs it. And that is the Altamira beer. Yes. With the Phoenix logo, which doesn't really exist. Right. And she has, she remembers, like, oh, shit, like, I have, like, the peyote. I remember what Richard said about, you know, what happens when you take this so she grabs like the knife and um well first she like she cuts out the the um the branch but then she um like she uses the lighter to like like heat up the 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 knife blade which i think that would have taken a little while it doesn't take take that long um to, to heat up a blade do not try this at home if you're trying to cleanly cut into your body <laughs> remove a stick from your abdomen yeah. <laughs> you don't recommend that we just you know use a knife and- uh, I, I don't um okay but to, to, to cut into the whole altamira and her being in a cave so altamira it's cuevas de altamira which is the caves of altamira it's actually somewhere in spain it was one of the first european cave paintings for which prehistoric origin was suggested and promoted, which kind of plays into the theme where she's about to get savage. She's about to be animalistic and get into her like really primal self. So I think that's why this fake beer was made up. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. So she um she tries the peyote, but she's like she spits it out because apparently it's gross. Yeah, it's very bitter, I hear I hear. You hear that? I've heard, heard that? that. I actually have never heard mushrooms that. like that too. I've never tried peyote. Uh, mushrooms are really gross. You gotta like eat them on peanut butter or a pizza or something. Mm. That I heard um, from a friend. 
but like she spits it out then she's like you know what i should try it again i mean five second rule it should be fine five second rule but like now she's also eating it with dirt maybe it makes it better yeah dirt's dirt's delicious i mean you never know so yeah she um she cuts out the beer can heats it up to like cauterize the wound and cuts out the branch now this was like some cool ass makeup like that was pretty cool like how they like had the branch coming out and everything yeah and she was just like fascinated by it because she's high as fuck <laughs> yeah she starts tripping mm-hmm. it's like one of those moments you're like am i tripping no no i'm not tripping i'm not tripping i'm tripping oh i think i'm tripping am i uh, uh, uh. oh yeah i'm actually like fascinated by blood spurting out of my open wound <laughs> so like the next morning stan's sleeping and richard just like throws like a dead was like a dead pig or something like that he just like throws on the windshield or something are we gonna um what about the cauterizing did we already talk about that well i think yeah she did she cauterized the she cauterized the wound yes you said cauterized (laughs) so she cauterizes the wound and now she's got the ill like phoenix imprinted on her her stomach and it's like the illest like tattoo see but this is this is where my ocd kind of like kicked in because i mean i read it like afterwards like in some of like the things but like right away i noticed like it wasn't like mirrored Mm. as it should have been all right so so first (laughs) off if if it was a beer can and she just cauterized herself it would just be black it would just be a burn unless the image was like puffed out. And then yeah, right. it would be it would be a, a reverse image. Like, sorry to shut you out, Dad, but my dad got the Marines tattoo. And the next morning he's looking at it in the mirror. He's like, oh, that looks so fucking cool. And his cousin walks in, he's like, hey asshole, it's backwards. He's like, what do you mean? I'm looking at it. He's like, yeah, you're looking at it in the mirror. Oh no. Oops. Oh no. Yeah, I feel like a can beer can wouldn't have given her that. No, no. I mean, don't get me wrong; it looks badass. So badass, and it's a phoenix, and that's exactly what happened to our protagonist Jen. She has risen from the flames, almost literally, and she is a new person. She's no longer the bubbly blonde. She is a bloody brunette out for revenge. revenge. (laughs) <laughs> revenge but yeah so to, to go back like she wakes up or wakes up thinks she wakes and, up and so like Richard is right there and he just like blows her head off yeah I was like what the fuck and then <laughs> oh yeah that's right tripping yeah. and then they play some awesome classical music the symphony number no. 25 K 183 Allegro con Brio by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Come on, dude. You need to come up with a better title for your song. <laughs> like, that's that's a mouthful. I do like that they include like auditory hallucinations with like her being on peyote, because I feel like a lot of movies are just like, let's talk about the visuals because you can actually really see that stuff and having her like cover her ears and she couldn't right. stop it and she's freaking out. No, so it's a, a mind fuck. It's all of your senses. And yeah, like that that was great. That's a, to call back to the last time we had you on. Midsummer did, did a great version of tripping. Yeah. But back to like Richard and uh, Stan. So you know, like I said, Richard's pretty calm. 
clearly he's pissed. You know, they pull him out of like the lake and put a bunch of rocks in his pockets and like send him back on his way. Dude, that was so fucked up. So so stand still in the SUV and he's like puts on the windshield wipers to try to like (laughs) smear the blood around. And and like you don't even see it. It's not like in the forefront. But yeah, like you just see dude putting rocks in Dimitri's pockets and just pushing him, pushing him back. It's just like another thing for him. It's not a big deal. It's just, eh, this is just how it is. It is what it is. And the color's so cool too, because like you see the skies that the blues and the pinks are throughout the whole movie. So you have that. And I mean, I don't know if blood's red, but it kind of has that pink hue to it in the movie. And it's amazing landscapes. Like Mm -hmm. this whole movie is beautifully shot. Yeah. No, love how he goes back to the truck and he tells Dimitri, he's just like, can you turn the AC off? It's very unenvironmental. No, he calls the air, what does he say? The air con. Air con. The air con, yeah. Can you turn, <laughs> turn the air con off? Turn off the air con. <laughs> Come on, we've got our carbon footprint to think about, you fucking asshole. Right. Although like, Stan does help him throw him back in the lake, but then Richard shatters his nose. That was a lot of blood. I've, have you guys ever been hit in the nose before? Is that like an acceptable amount of blood to come out? <laughs> All right. So fun story outside Yay. the Rainbow Buffet. <laughs> yes. Uh, a certain friend of ours had her car smashed in by a drunk driver. And before they got to get away, we ran up on them, pulled them out of the truck, confronted them. And they're like, come on, man. Most of this story is being redacted to protect the guilty. So he just tries to start fighting them. Then he gets in my face because I'm trying to break up the fight. And before I knew it, I'd broken his fucking nose. And yeah, there's a lot of blood. It wow. exploded all over his shirt. And that's the first thing the police saw when they you know, finally showed up on the scene. So yeah, that amount of blood is actually accurate. Pretty accurate. accurate. Nice. How have I not heard that story? <laughs> I don't know. Ash, our friend. Oh. <laughs> Blaren. <laughs> our Bless friend, Blaren. Um, so, so Jenna's now up and at him. She's got her beer brand. <laughs> and she just arms herself. She's ready to go. Now, Richard wants to split up. And, of course, Stan's like, this is not a good idea. If you get lost, like, in the forest, like, why... He's like, are we fucking lost in the forest right now? Like, yeah, he like kind of motions around, like, there's not one single tree. I could probably be like, hey, asshole. And you'd be like, I'm over here. But like in good horror movies, you have to split up. It's just in the DNA, you, you have to split up. Yeah. So, like, Jen's on the top of, of like a hill or like cliff or whatever. So she sees, she finally like sees like the glare from Stan's mirror. And just kind of like watches him drive away. And we also see that somehow after she passed out from cauterizing her front wound, she also cauterized her back wound. Yes. I have something on that, though. I think they're trying to make it so that we think that because the the tree was on fire that it had something to do with that because a lot of the burns on her back are from the fire yeah still again there's just a suspension of disbelief like you just kind of have to say okay yeah i literally didn't even catch that jenna was like what about her what about the back wound she got like pierced through her back i was like (laughs) (laughs) she's got a gaping wound but then they showed her back and it was it was uh yeah it was it was good yeah um so yeah so stan like 
takes off and he's like driving on this very like hills have eyes ish kind of like road and um of course he like he runs out of gas i feel like they they just keep running out of gas in this movie although well, they had refills i'll mention it later but like it's funny who doesn't run out of gas but um yeah so she's stalking him while he's driving and somehow she's just right behind him mm. yeah so he um he's refilling the gas tank and so she's got now i have to say like her arm like strength has to be like pretty damn good because that looked like a heavy ass like friggin' like shotgun yeah the the actress was talking about that like she's like yeah i couldn't hold it for more than like five minutes so anytime there was a long shot i had to take a break <laughs> she she had great form hold, holding the uh the weapon while she was taking aim yeah because yeah. mm-hmm. i i mean we have like Susan's uncle gave us like a family heirloom, I guess, but it, it's basically it's it's a German Mauser from World War II. I mean, it's in mint shape, but the thing is heavy as fuck. And this thing looked like just as big. And I was like, I was like, Jesus Christ! And she's just like this little thing. Yeah, she's tiny. Yeah, the gun is like bigger than her arms. Yeah, yeah. So she she lines up a shot, and the recoil knocks her on her ass because i mean it, it's it's a shotgun like it, it's just which i was actually kind of surprised like that like worked from such a distance have either of you shot a shotgun no not a shotgun no fun <laughs> oh i want to oh man i want to too i've never shot a gun at all actually which i feel like another one of our friends might be able to help me out with that at some point <laughs> billy uh, billy austin's been meaning to take me you should go dude Take them up on it. Like it, it is so fun. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so she ends up nailing him in the shoulder. And I mean, just like tears his shoulder apart. Like she gets thrown the fuck back. And so Stan just like like takes off. And of course, like he takes his boot off to like get a like a, take his sock off as like a tourniquet. But he leaves his boot. Right, put the shoe back on. Put the shoe back on. Come on. <laughs> Not smart, but uh, have you ever got like a little bit of, you know, burn from from your, your boot when you don't have a sock? Oh, it hurts so bad. I think that would be better than foreshadowing. And so, yeah, so he leaves his boot behind. But and, she loses him. Right. Essentially. And then like all of a sudden now Stan is like behind her. But he can barely, like, obviously his shoulder's fucked up, so he can barely, like, hold the rifle. But now she's following his trail of blood. Well, she, he gets a shot off and, like, rips off part of her ear. Yeah. The earring, earring, I I don't know if she's going to make it in Hollywood now. They kind of like you to have your whole body intact. But that goes back to what Lauren said, where they focused, like, on the audio, and all of a sudden, like, now you're, like, you can tell, like, her hearing is now all fucked up. Uh, like, I know it's kind of realistic, but I hate when they do that. Like, like you hear that loud buzzing and, like, oh, you can't hear anything else. I love like, that. Because I think I that's what it. really happens when you hear a gun go off and you're not wearing, like, proper protection. It just goes, yeah. So, So uh, Bruce Willis actually can't hear well in his left ear because of all the, the gunshots from Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that's, like, a legit thing. Yeah. They actually said in The Walking Dead, the reason that they probably like get surprised so often because of walkers is because of all the gunfights. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. deaf in the apocalypse. <laughs> it's funny you bring up Bruce Willis because like this chick just gets Bruce Willified and like 
just like in Die Hard, Bruce Willis is just more attractive the dirtier that man gets. I feel like this uh, Matilda is the same. <laughs> Once she rises from the ashes and mm-hmm. she spreads her phoenix wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's no longer like the ditzy like, oh my God, like I'm going to suck your dick while you <laughs> talk to your wife on the phone. Like now she's just like, Badass bitch. I'm Bruce Willis. Oh yeah. Uh, she's like Barbarella <laughs> versus uh, uh, combined with Bruce Willis. <laughs> For a little bikini. <laughs> so yeah, now it, it's turned into like you know another like cat and mouse thing. He keeps like firing and like he misses, and as like she's running, she smashes the flashlight on the brilliantly road. on a rock. Like I would never even have thought to do no, that i would never even thought all. like the little amount of glass from the flashlight might ever benefit me in this well, situation every flashlight that i've had in the last like 15 years like they're all plastic and yeah I if think- i hit if i hit one of my flashlights against a rock you know what it would do it just wouldn't work anymore <laughs> it's true <laughs> this one is like a badass mag light though so i don't know yeah, yeah it was yeah. <laughs> she probably um, could have thrown it at him and killed him with it like it's probably like 20 pounds Oh my god, my, my father had one of those like from back in the day, like back in the like the 70s. I mean, literally, it could have been like a blunt weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those things literally, you know, have weight. So but- so of course, like, you know, he's running around with like one shoe on. And of course, we know what's gonna happen. He steps on the piece of glass and like I, I don't know, I didn't think it was that bad the first time I watched it when I rewatched it like a couple hours ago. Of course, it was in like close. Like it was close to me because I had the laptop and it was just so gross. It was I, I, awesome, I, but it was when I watched so it with Jen, I actually watched her reaction to that scene because the first time yeah. I watched it, like I've got a really strong stomach, I can see almost anything, but like I almost looked away. I didn't, but I I was like, damn, like this is this is fucking rough. Yeah. And I, I'd like to point out that all of the uh, males, uh, spoiler alert, get penetrated by her at some point and his foot looked like a bloody vagina (laughs) i was gonna say that i had the same thought i was like oh my god and plus like she got i don't know like having her be impaled too yeah she gave him the glass dick yeah (laughs) yeah i mean he he finally gets it out i mean after he basically i think what i said to susan was i'm like dude like he's like fisting his foot because like he he almost got like his digging in there was like that was hard to watch yeah his face though like the actor it's so good like he's doing like he's so upset he's screaming he's trying to do this and then at one point he's just like no i'm gonna do this and like you can see like he's focusing on it and it's like yeah you know <laughs> he's like all happy but now he's like about to pass out <laughs> i would i would have thrown up and just accepted that i now have a glass foot <laughs> just leave it in there it's fine yeah, it's fine it's fine i i hop it'll just fall out i hop everywhere now mm-hmm. <laughs> he triumphant triumphantly removes it though like yeah <laughs> Uh, so and he gets like back to the truck and of course like the truck oh. won't start because he can't put like enough pressure like on the brakes he's just like... spraying blood from his foot on the pedal oh god he, fin- <laughs> he gets it and he finally like takes off and he's gonna run this chick down and... it's actually illegal to use your other foot that's why he doesn't do it because he's he's very uh you know by the by the book it must be true it. yeah that, <laughs> that's fine, gonna be <laughs> Rape's fine. Although you're not supposed to be 
barefoot while driving. That's actually another law. So, you know, fuck him. (laughs) Say he's trying to run her down. Yeah, she's like ready for him. She's shooting at the car. Finally, third try, bullet right through the head. Yeah. And then his uh, brain just kind of. Now, Richard's just chilling next to, you know, next to the four wheeler, uh, trying to call for Stan. Gets yeah, nothing. He still has gas in his little fucking dirt bike. Yeah. How does that work? So because seen... we know Stan has all the gas in the back right. of the SUV. Right. Mm. So he's he's seemingly getting angry, which, I mean, I, there wasn't a subtitle for it, so I'm guessing he was yelling out, bitch. Like, bitch! Bitch, bitch, bitch! Uh, I think that's what he was saying. Well, what did he say? There was no subtitle. It was either was fuck no or subtitle. bitch, I don't know. Oh, well, what Those was were the, the word? two things that I thought he said. Yeah. Either way, he was angry. So he takes off the bike and goes back to his house and just like dunks his head in his pool. Well, yeah, he's like wicked thirsty. They've been out for God knows how long. He doesn't right. have a backpack. He literally is just him and a bike and a gun. Yeah. So he calls Roberto, tell him there's a chain of change of plans. The other two guys had to go home and he's the winner by default. And asked he asked for a pickup. Now he heads into the bathroom. You know, obviously he's going to go clean up. He brings his shotgun with him, and he hears a noise, so he goes to like check out the house. Whoa, 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 whoa. slow down! One thing I wanted to say while he w- was riding back to the house at night, he had the helmet on. Oh, it was yeah. like a really cool shot. He looked like a murder hornet. Yeah, he kind of did. But when he's back before he before he calls and he's just kind of chilling on the couch, there's a painting behind him. I was going to get to that after. Yeah. Oh, you want to get to that after? Okay. Sorry. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, we can. So we basically, can the painting. Also, that how clean that freaking living room is. Dude, right? how clean the living room is, and like the 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 couch is just like kind of a like a, it's just pale, and yeah, everything's the walls waste. and everything is like colorless except mm-hmm. for like a couple blue throw pillows, mm-hmm. his blue motorcycle jacket, and like the blue skinned Hindu goddess Didi, who is the goddess of revenge right and like the basically like the colors of that painting kind of matched what her wardrobe was when she first got to the house yes and like other than that in the weird other painting above the tv which i couldn't really figure out what it was supposed to be it was like blue circles like i don't know if that's supposed to represent ovaries uh, maybe i, I don't know or uh, other than sites yeah there, there was uh the the stained glass it was like one mm. big blue and one big pink, which I think represents him and her. Yeah, because right. they see Dimitri and Stan see her through the pink at the beginning. Right. And right. We come up on him being viewed through the blue. Yeah. So he he hears a noise while he's taking a shower. He goes, he checks out the house, goes outside, he pulls the little pool vacuum cleaner out. And of course, like he's still just all dangling around while he's he's checking out the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's crazy. He was naked in the shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he pulls that. The TV turns on um, to a great ad for MYSCUSA.com, which is Miscusa, which means, I'm sorry, excuse me, which is <laughs> this perfect. Is... Yeah. <laughs> so then here we are. Jen's outside, gun pointed through the window. Or he's, or yeah. And he's just about to speak, and she just rips his like side. Listen. Like his side just gets ripped the fuck open. And this is also why you don't get white 
shag carpets. Oh my God, no. <laughs> so His wife actually, will never be able to clean that up. No. <laughs> that like house that they have all the shoots in, it's not any, like I know sometimes with movies, they build locations and things like that was somebody's house. So I really yeah. hope that those people have a really good carpet cleaner. <laughs> You know what? You know what they said to them after they said, "Me scusa." <laughs> <laughs> so now his like his naked ass is crawling away, and we're kind of like at a standoff because he's trying to hide like behind one corner. She's coming down the hallway, and she follows his blood trail. Yes, it turns into this like cat and mouse game. Like he saran wraps himself. Oh, which was brilliant because it's like guts start to like protrude out of his body like a fucking like open wound hernia. So you're just like, yeah. yeah. Saran wrap, it's fine. God, there's so much blood in this scene. <laughs> so much now blood. They're, they're like shooting at each other and then they just keep going around and around. She slips on, on the blood and he just like knocks the shit out of her and has her up by her throat. And of course, like he's saying shit to her. She can't hear anything. But you had to put up a fight. Or why do women have to put up a fight? Like, yeah. to the end, he's blaming her for all of this. Yeah. Like, what a douchebag. But yeah, so there's sure. so much blood in this. And this Coralie actually herself was so going in the shots. Basically, like... I don't know, Picasso or Monet. She's painting blood. It's awesome. She got her hands dirty. She sure did. I think it's amazing. Literally. <laughs> More blood. <laughs> More blood. <laughs> so at least going by the audio, she can't really hear what she's saying. And then she pokes the wound in his side and he ends up on the wrong side of, of her barrel and just blows his ass away. His I don't know naked if I would call ass. It. Yeah, his naked ass. I don't know if I'd call it a poke. I think she straight up fists his shotgun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she she got up all up in there. So so if this house is ever gonna go on the market, they're gonna have to like need some like surf pro or sunshine cleaners coming in here to clean that shit up. Because <laughs> that was a mess. I got that reference. Good. You didn't say anything back, so I was like, I hope you got it. Yeah, sunshine cleaners. No? Is that a TV yeah. show? Yes. Okay. <laughs> So she leaves, she walks out by the pool as the helicopter comes. End of movie. Yeah, so when she turns and it just says revenge again in, in bright yellow, I really thought of Rosie the Riveter. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know, from World War II, the We Can Do It girl. You know, she's got like the muscle <laughs> sleeve down. And like, I really want someone to, to do that meme with Matilda Lutz. That, that, that would be cool because that's what I... I thought of and one of the uh, comments I got about this movie was that it wasn't feminist mm. but it really fucking is I think I mean I don't know that's why it's very important that we have you here Lauren because I can't yeah. speak for women I saw that quote too or that comment too and I was kind of surprised by that as well but I think I don't know if you watch it at face value I think that it might not feel overtly feminist, but then if you are familiar with the revenge genre and knowing, you know, what it looks like from a male perspective and like, you know, how it's kind of exploitative, well, I shouldn't say kind of, it is exploitative, yeah. um, you know, and she doesn't do that. And she also like, for example, when um, the two of them have their standoff through the blue window, 
he does the male gaze with her body. He starts at her feet and looks up to her face, but it's more like he's assessing her as a threat at that point. So like, I think there's a lot of subtle stuff that's in there that does make it be a feminist thing. But at the same time, it's also like, you know, pulling you into it and saying, okay, you guys are so excited to see this woman kick ass and like, you know, get her revenge. So she never, you know, no matter what kind of person she was, she never deserved to be raped. Like nobody deserves to be raped. But at the same time, do these guys deserve to be murdered? Yes. 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 But in if this was a real life thing, eh, you'd want yes. them to go to trial and be okay. Well. No. <laughs> murdered. Like, 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 that is like one of the worst crimes you, you could commit. And yeah. I hate to say, because I'm not a fan of the death penalty, mm. but I don't know. I'm a fan of vigilantism. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like if someone does you dirty like that, does you dirty, that sounds like it's not even that important. Mm. I'm taking light of it. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think she should be good. Like if she were to get arrested and tried for this, I think she should get off free. Yeah, I agree. She should not be tried for these crimes. Yeah, I understand that. I'm just thinking of it as from like a real, if it was in the real world, if this had happened, like how, if it would be all right for her to literally- This would like, be, this would be like the trial of the century. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this would be big news. We'd be hearing about this on uh, the last podcast on the left yeah. in like a year. It, like <laughs> this would be a big to do. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I see it as a very interesting take on the whole genre. And also I do feel like it is very- feminist and I think you know it's interesting to see you know a female writer a female director that also works so closely with a you know female actress which I don't even think we talked about the fact that she literally found out she had this job on a Friday and was in Paris on a Monday getting like her costume fitted you know like she was a last minute replacement because I guess that is amazing I I heard that but I did not see who the original actress was and it doesn't even matter because I could not picture anyone else playing Jen. She was yeah. perfect. And mm-hmm. the fact that she barely said anything in the movie, you know, mm-hmm. aside from like the first uh, 26 minutes or whatnot, like badass. Yeah, I love this movie. <laughs> oh, and another point, she never bothered to cover herself up. True. She, that, mm-hmm. that was another point that I, I saw. Like, you don't want her, like, her to put on like a trench coat and hide her sexuality no she just is who she is and that's it she's a better person than she was at the beginning of the movie so what'd you guys think that was great i loved it i think like just there was so much i don't know we've talked a lot about it but just like the cinematography was amazing the music mm. was amazing the effects were amazing <laughs> yeah i loved i loved the um the, the the visual effects like the makeup was was awesome yeah, I really liked also just the, I mean, we've talked about it as well, but like just the color palette of the movie, mm. it was all, you know, the blue and pink are the big pieces of it, but there was a lot of yellow in there too. Like the desert kind of had like a reddish pink color to it. And like, it, like so, so many scenes were like almost colorless, except for like the pop of the important colors. Right. Yeah. I mean, beautifully shot. The soundtrack was amazing. Every aspect of this movie was on point. I'm going to only give it four and a half brains though because it's hard to watch it's not like a movie i'm gonna watch to have fun that's the only reason it doesn't get the full five brains fuck it four and three quarters brains 
It's like Star Search. I want to give it five. <laughs> I want to give it five, but like, it's not a movie like you can watch. You, you don't. You don't rewatch it like oh, over, over, and over and over and over and over and over. Unless you're me, who've seen it four times. <laughs> so, I, I watched it. Yeah, I've seen it like at least five times. Yeah, yeah. I, I really love this movie. It is so awesome, and it, it's a great twist on. Like even I was explaining what we were going to do tonight to friends earlier and it sounds on paper like a movie you've seen mad times because there are so many movies with that same plot, but this is not that movie. No. Yep. Yeah. And it's hard to explain because it isn't, there's no dialogue. There's no, I mean, like it's a very simple story and it's just the way she shoots it and the way they act it. It, yeah, that's what makes it so special. I love it. Yeah, so I got to go four brains. Basically, like the same thing. Like, it's not a movie that I would watch repeatedly. I mean, if it's on, I'll probably like watch it, but I don't know if I'd go out and seek it out quite a bit. Fair enough. Yeah, I think I'd have to go four and a half brains, brains. I'll say, because nice. I think a little bit of it was the. Um, so I know why she did what she did with the extreme violence and the extreme, like, is this possible sort of thing mm. and that you have to really it isn't like obviously something that could plausibly happen like clearly if she got impaled on a tree she'd be dead at the beginning of the movie but so I think that little bit of it kind of makes me step back a little bit from the five stars but even though I know why she kind of did it so five brains five, I'm sorry brains I'm sorry not stars oh no we you know we should have done pink stars stars <laughs> four and three quarters pink stars <laughs> awesome <laughs> it's so funny because like when i see a movie like this you're like looking for realism in it because it's kind of a more realistic movie and then like we watch a movie like return of the living dead and it's just like well this movie is so awesome but it's completely unbelievable mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah you know a chemical Nina. rises to the sky and then it rains and brings zombies back to life that happened though that that actually happened yeah. that was based on a movie you didn't know that? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, <laughs> so... Horror babe of the month. Obviously, it would be disrespectful to talk about revenge if we're not going to talk about Matilda Anna Ingrid Lutz. So she's an Italian model and actress. She actually graduated high school in New York. She started taking acting classes to overcome shyness. And apparently, it worked. Apparently. Her first starring role was in an Italian horror movie, Azurina, which means bluish. Uh, mostly known, obviously, for Revenge, 2017 Rings. Yep. Uh, she's actually in the upcoming sci-fi thriller Zone 414, 414, 414. I don't know how to say it, but we're excited to check it out because I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Cheers to Matilda. Cheers. Cheers, Matilda. She has like enough names for like two different people, I think. Mm. <laughs> because it is February and it's the romance month, I guess. We figured we'd throw the ladies a bone, almost literally. And uh, we're going to do a little horror hunk. Okay, mm. ready? <laughs> yeah, so we have no idea who you guys picked or who you ladies picked. So Lauren did her own thing here and met with our final girls, Jenna and Susan, to pick horror hunk. Who is he? So get ready, guys. It is 
Ryan Reynolds. So he has been in several horror and horror adjacent movies. You know, the big ones being the Amityville Horror, which when they originally brought up Ryan Reynolds, I was like, what? He's been in one horror movie because I just kind of forgot about the other stuff he's done. But also there's Blade Trinity, uh, Buried, which is actually a really good movie. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It is creepy. That movie is awesome, except for the fact that he keeps lighting his letter. I'm like, what about your oxygen? Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, pretty intense. So he's been in quite a few and there's some other ones as well. Um, Van Wilder. And- yeah, maybe college life is scary. <laughs> that, the, the, the dude with the thing on his neck. That's true. Oh my that's god, true. that was scary as fuck. <laughs> the dog balls. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness! Yeah, I think um, and I've then had also, this before. So I think Mike, you might. Well, I can't remember if it was Mike or Norm that uh, recommended the voices to me. Was that you, Mike? No. I saw that movie. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was. It was a good movie, but it was not what I was expecting. But yeah, that that was that was a fucked up movie. Yeah. So he's had quite a few things under his belt, like I said, that are horror or horror adjacent. And you know, I liked the Blade movies, but obviously the third installment was a little ridiculous. However, he made it so awesome to watch and so funny. Like there's a part where he talks about Parker Posey having fangs in the non-typical location for a vampire to have fangs, which is freaking hilarious. Um, A vagina dentata. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So honestly, like that whole movie pretty much was him getting ready to play Deadpool when I like rewatched it a few years ago. I was like, oh yeah, he's, he's, he's honing his Deadpoolness. So, you know, he's just, he's great. He's hot as hell. He's hilarious. Uh, To quote my husband, it's just not fair that he's so funny and good looking and seems like a nice guy. Um, I'd say it's not fair, but I'm both of those things. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he's freaking Deadpool. So, so that is your horror hunk of the month, Mr. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I'm going to stop you right there because you said of the month, but I I think this might just be a one and done. One time. (laughs) It's just one time horror hunk. We could do this next February, you know. We do <laughs> no, but yeah. seriously, like Ryan Reynolds, yeah, he he seems like a really cool guy. Like, I, I guess he's attractive, uh, yeah, and uh, he's hilarious, mm-hmm. and he does have a uh, a resume. He does. He was the first person I guess you guys would do, and Jenna had a stone faced poker face when I when I said it was either him or uh, who the fuck else did I guess I don't even remember now. Josh Hartnett. That was one of the runners up. Uh, I could see that. Mm-hmm. We, we had just recently watched 30 Days of Night. Oh my God, that movie's so good. So good. Yeah, holds up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does. But uh, yeah, cheers, Ryan Reynolds. Woo, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> it's actually funny on, on Twitter, we uh, shouted out to him on uh, his birthday for the wives. And it was very hard to find a picture with his shirt on because it was all like, you, even you type in Amityville hard, it's just like him, like coming in with like a 30 rack of abs. It's like, God, you're a fucking asshole. Like just get possessed all already. True. The only time you find him without a shirt on is when he's dressed, dressed up as Deadpool. <laughs> it's like, he's just covered in burns. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Jeremy. Fan feedback. Yeah, so we got a little bit of fan feedback. I um, posted on Instagram, you know, asking what people thought of the movie, you know, because I've, I've seen people kind of go both ways. Like, 
saying they, you know, love it or hate it. Um, surprise the movie, who is uh, Dave Green, our friend over in the UK. He absolutely loves this movie. Horror and Hallmark said it is one of their favorite movies. And Scare Me Pod also said it was a fantastic movie. Nice. Yeah, so put it out there that it was kind of a divisive film, even though I didn't know why, but because I've heard both things. And one of the first things that popped up was divisive. It's amazing. Another comment I did get was that from Zieger Van Helmont, liked it, but I was disappointed by the lack of a real feminist message. I would just like to say maybe give it a rewatch because it, it does have an underlining meaning that I think is really good. Uh, Gillard Gin and Juice that foot scene <laughs> yeah so yeah, lauren and i both commented lando horror says it's amazing in every way coralie farge the director and writer of the movie gave us a bunch of fire emojis because really? phoenix fire yeah, yeah. so awesome. thank, you, thank you for that because that that's awesome i also put it out there that this would be a perfect movie to show on the last drive-in and darcy said i Six heart it and 200,000% would love to show it cowboy emoji. Yay! <laughs> uh, Dave Green also said fantastic film, heart, heart, heart. Michael Zima, it's incredible. Chris Cookson, definitely. This, this is a movie I keep coming back to. Such an amazing debut movie for a writer-director. One of those low-budget movies with as much passion as five studio flicks. Lots of cool layers and symbolism while being a fun, visceral revenge story. A lot of love for this movie. So, like, besides the yeah. people that I, I feel like maybe have missed it or are just angry or, or maybe, like, they have other reasons. I, I don't know, man. I, I can't hate on anyone for hating on things because I don't know what's going on with you. Seems like a lot of people fucking love this movie. Yeah, and deservedly so. Yeah, uh, also a little bit of fan feedback I want to cover is Tony Gallagher says that maybe we should go back to our WLVI channel 56 creature double feature days. He said, when are we going to go old school boys? Well, Tony soon, my brother soon. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh no. I mean, soon as in like next month, well, it's my pick motherfucker. Oh, that's true. You get you get March, I get April. It, it might not be a double feature, but we're going creature feature, and that's all I'm going to say. Mm, that sounds fun. <laughs> uh, so as always, you can catch us on Podomatic, iTunes, iHeartRadio, your Google, wherever you listen to your podcast. Listen to us and follow us on Twitter at Fans of the Dead One. <laughs> Uh, fans of the Dead one on Instagram, just Fans of the Dead on Facebook, Spotify, Podomatic, YouTube. We have a channel there. We're still there. We haven't posted anything up there recently, but we will once we come up with some some funny shit. And we're not so busy giving yeah. you our awesome episodes here. Uh, feedback: If you want to bitch at us or complain how this movie's not feminine enough for you. 
reach out to us at fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com we would love to hear from you and interact and and say we're sorry we're not sorry sorry but not sorry or you know the fucking song sorry not sorry yes <laughs> is that it i think that's it have fun be safe peace